0: Welcome to the Life Changing Principles podcast, where we take a new principle every week and explore how it changes our lives. I'm Leanne Hunt, ready to jump into today's principle. Today's principle is, you're always in the messy middle of a goal. That's just a truth, which is a principle. It's a truth that we can then apply to our lives. If that's true, What does that mean about my goals and my goal journals? Let's talk about that for a minute. So how can you always be in the messy middle of a goal? I mean, we do accomplish goals, but think about it. The moment you actually say, here's my goal, you state it, you set a goal. The moment you set it, you plunge yourself into the messy middle of it. You're not exactly sure how it's going to go. You don't know exactly what steps you need to get there. And you might even know what steps you need to get there, but executing them is always going to bring some surprises. So as soon as you start the goal, you're in the messy middle, which means now I have a goal, I'm in the messy middle. So when do we actually get out of the goal? When we finish it and we declare victory over this goal. Yes, that means the goal's all done. We're not in the messy middle anymore because it's finished. So really the whole time you're in the messy middle. So let's talk about why we care about that and what it looks like to handle the messy middle of a goal and what it looks like to handle the messy middle of a goal journal. When I was a kid, they used to have this commercial where this owl would take a Tootsie Pop with a little Tootsie Roll in the middle of it and he would start licking it. And the question was, how many licks does it take to get to the middle of a Tootsie Pop? One, two three, and then he would crunch it. And the world will never know. How many pivots does it take to get to the end of a goal? The world will never know until you take action and just start. That's the way our goals work. I have a goal journal that's guiding me through how to create and write a goal journal handbook that I want to create, the project that I'm working on right now. In that journal, I have three separate pages for onboarding interns that I wanna work with for copywriting, authoring, and designing. What's really interesting about those pages is how they came about. They each started in unique ways. One of them came from a Facebook post that I saw, another from my desire to have a co-author, and another from a random message I had received from a friend. On each of the three different pages, I wrote down the process for what it took to get that person on board. Each of them started with a request. Maybe I messaged them or emailed them and said, Hey, what do you think? Are you interested in working together? In that moment when I made the request, I had no clue how it was going to work out. I didn't know what the next step was, if they actually said yes, they wanted to work together. I didn't know what project exactly they'd be working on. I didn't know what their expertise was and how we'd be working together. And so I just had the first step of what I wanted to do, which was reach out to them. I didn't have all of the rest of the steps laid out because they're interns and volunteers. I didn't know how much they knew. I didn't know what kind of software they used, and I didn't know what they were interested in. And so I stepped into this a little bit blind, not knowing how it was going to turn out. When you look at my finished goal pages, you'll see a page with eight or 10 steps of what it took to get this person on board. It seems like a neat, tidy package, like, oh, just do these 10 things and they're gonna be on board. But I had no clue at the beginning how it was going to work out when I first sent my request, I would wait sometimes days for their reply and it felt uneasy, it felt vulnerable, and it felt uncertain. I didn't know how it was going to turn out because I was in the messy middle of it. So at the end, you can see the steps, but in the messy middle, you don't know how it's going to turn out. You have to have faith that taking these action steps is going to lead to the next one and the next one until you finally have whatever it is your goal is accomplished. Just like the Tootsie Pop commercial, I didn't know how many steps it was gonna take to get these people on board. But what's interesting is now that I've done it three times, I have a lot better idea for the future of what it takes to get someone on board to help out with a project. My husband calls this kind of goal pursuit storming, norming, and performing. Where at first, it feels like a storm. Everything's uncertain, you don't know how it's gonna happen, it's messy, it's a messy middle. And then after you do it a few times, it becomes normalized and you begin to have a procedure for it. And then eventually you just knock it off and you do it. It's like, oh, yeah, it's another one of those. I can do that. And you perform and you take care of business. So if we're always in the messy middle of our goals, how do we put our goal journal into service by helping us navigate the messy middle of our goals? Let's talk about messy middle goal journal pages and what they might look like. All summer long I've been asking my clients what do you want to accomplish and when they tell me I want to be able to do you know XYZ whatever it is the next question is what kind of goal journal page do you need in order to make that happen they've come up with all kinds of different pages and inevitably this will happen They'll begin to plan their project, their summer, their health goal, whatever it is they're working on, and they'll want to see all the way till the end, because that's what we do when we plan. We're we're going toward a specific goal, and so they want to plan the whole goal. But they know that their plan isn't going to go according to plan, so how do you take this paper plan and wrangle with it in a goal journal? This is how you do it. It's the second principle we're talking about today called the next page principle. You do the next page. That's how you handle it in a goal journal. What's the next page going to be? I don't know. You ask yourself, what page do I need to actually make this happen next? You might need to have a tracking page so that you can understand how things are going right now. Say you're working on your sleep. If you're working on your sleep and you really don't understand all the ingredients that go into it, you could start tracking to say, I'm going to just see how my sleep is going so that for a week, I know how often I'm actually really waking up, what time I'm going to bed, how much sleep I'm actually getting. That would be the next page. After that, there's a lot of different things you could try. And rather than trying to plan out all of the 15 steps you're going to take, you choose one from your brainstorming page and then you try that next and that will give you more information for you to try the next page. And one page at a time, you build on this goal. I once taught a whole semester on a series of lectures about faith. And the biggest thing that I took away from that lecture series was that faith is a principle of action. Faith is not just holding your breath and having faith that it's all gonna work out. It's not just, waiting around and having faith that you're going to achieve this goal. Faith is a principle of stepping into the dark, knowing that I have faith that it's going to work out in the long run, but for now I don't know what's going to happen. And I have faith that acting is going to teach me something. So once you take an action step, you stop and you reflect a minute to figure out what you learned from that vulnerable step into the unknown. That's why it's so important to just do the next page. And that's a little bit why it feels like the messy middle is because you don't always know what the next page is gonna be until you finish the last page. Another thing that can happen as we plan and execute our goals page by page by page is that we plan for the next section of our goal, sometimes as though we live in a perfect world, and then our plan that we want to do doesn't go well because people are late. Or maybe we decide to go camping one summer day instead of executing what I actually had planned toward my goal. Or maybe someone's appointment change or their work schedule gets changed and and life is crazy and we just get involved in our lives and we look back on the page that had a plan for what we wanted to do. And because our lives are messy and we didn't get to it, we dismiss it or we feel bad we somehow think that we've failed because we didn't execute our plan. That's another example of being in the messy middle. But the great thing about it is having planned is way more important than the actual plan itself. Your plans don't boss you around, but the act of planning gave you some structure for the next step that you wanted to do in your goal. You look at that unfinished goal page and you think, ah, I failed. But you didn't fail, you pivoted. Real life happened, and you're making a different plan. You're changing what you're choosing to do. It's called the art of the restart. I was listening to a podcast by Dax Shepard a while back, and he was talking about someone who was in Alcoholics Anonymous and... He was sharing with his friend this journal or book that he had that had a bunch of dates written in it and each of those dates were the dates that he had committed to be sober and he would commit and it would last for a little while and then he would fall off the wagon again and he would commit and then it would only last for you know a week or maybe it would last for a few months or it had various amounts of times that Uh, that he had stayed sober, but then he would relapse, and then he would come back. And he was so ashamed of this page as he was talking about it with his friend. But from the friend's perspective, he was impressed. He was like, look at how many times you've committed to become sober. This is a work in progress, and you look really committed to do this. This is important to you, I can tell. Totally changed the guy's perspective. When I think about the art of the restart, I think about how I used to keep journals. I would start a journal and it would last for a few weeks or maybe even a few months, and then I would inevitably quit for a while. And then when I would come back to it, for some reason I wanted a fresh start, and so I would get a fresh journal. So I ended up with all these journals that had you know, five to 25 pages at the beginning, and then the rest of it was blank. Eventually, I ended up cutting out the pages punching holes in them, gathering them into one notebook so that I had one journal. The art of the restart doesn't mean you have to go get a new journal and that it has to be fresh and pretty and new and blank and flawless. When you fail a goal miserably or you set down your goals in your goal journal for months at a time and then you pick it back up, it's really easy to restart. The art of the restart is to just go to the very next page. When you just start on the next page, that does leave an interesting problem that a lot of my clients are running into. So let's say you start a goal and then you get partway through and you change your mind or life gets in the way and you just decide this isn't the one you're going to work on anymore and you've only gotten partway through. What do you do with an unfinished page like that? That's part of what makes our goals and our goal journals messy. There's a lot of things that you can do to declare a goal finished or a goal page finished. For the goal itself, you can spend just a minute checking in and ask yourself what went well with this part of the goal? What didn't go well and what did I learn? You finish by asking yourself, do I wanna work on this goal anymore? And the answer is no. Now the goal is done, simple as that. And what do you do with those messy half finished pages? There's a lot of things that you can do. One is you can color in the corner of the page so that it's really easy to tell when you're flipping through that a corner that's all colored in means that page is done. You don't go back and look at that page anymore. You can actually cut off the corner so that you know, oh, this is really easy to flip through. I'm not gonna get interrupted by pages that are completed. You can put a check mark of some kind. You can actually just put a big X across the page saying, yeah, this didn't work out, this page itself, the way I created it, or maybe this part of the goal, just put a big X across the page. You can also declare it done. On the page, you can declare it done by putting a check mark in the top. You can put a big done box across it. You can create some kind of an icon, like a check mark or a diamond saying, this experience added to my treasure of life experiences. You can also put at the bottom of the page or off to the side if there's room, what you learned from engaging with the goal in this way on this page. You can also summarize your results. Even if you failed miserably, you can write down a summary of what you did accomplish as you were moving toward this part of the goal before you got interrupted by life. As you declare a messy page done, there's really two parts to doing it. One part is the mental part where you check in, you adjust, you decide that you're not gonna work on this goal anymore and you just declare it done. And we need to give ourselves permission to stop halfway if a goal isn't serving us anymore. We need to give, while we're at it, permission to do things out of order. We need to give ourselves permission to to miss a day, or permission to attack our goals as a project girl instead of consistent girl, or permission to flip from project to project, or to be slow and steady if that's how we actually want to do it. We need to give ourselves permission to attack our goals the way we want to do it and to stop something that we thought was going to work if it's not serving us anymore. This permission giving is really a principle unto itself. Permission empowers permission puts you back in charge we have permission to do what we want with a half done goal or a goal page you do what works for you the second element to declaring something done is a visual element where on the page itself you need to be able to instantly recognize that that page is just there because it was a part of your process You can go back later and reflect on it if you want to, but you're no longer actively engaging with it and it needs to be visually designated as I'm done with this page. Whether it's cutting off that corner, marking the corner, having a big check mark, whatever it is that helps you see I'm done with this page, this is not something I'm gonna look at and actively be working on anymore. To summarize these three principles, number one, you're always in the messy middle of a goal. The moment you set a goal, boom, you're in the messy middle of it because you don't know how it's gonna turn out. The second principle is the next page principle. The way we handle this messy middle is we do the next step. We create the next page in our journal. We do the next thing that we can do. And the last principle is permission to declare a page or a piece of a goal complete or even a whole goal itself Complete whether or not you finished it. Permission to do what serves you. Permission empowers. It puts you back in charge. Thanks for being here and taking a little time out of your busy life for personal development. I applaud you for that. We take change one step at a time. You're already on your way. You're already enough. You've got this. Have a great week and we'll see you for the next Principle.